Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast. This is really happening today. We're going to do this and we're going to do it right. So wanted to uh, talk a little bit about a management topic, specifically as it pertains to the development of of employees, and this is a, a just a topic that has come up uh, quite a bit in coaching over the last few weeks. And I thought I should, you know, when I hear a recurring theme, a recurring pattern, I always think to myself, "Well, gosh, that would be a good podcast topic." Because if I've got some clients that are asking about it on a regular basis, I'm sure those of you who are not clients of mine yet um, have some of these same questions. And so uh, I wanted to address. The topic and the concept of when is enough enough with an employee, how do we decide when it's time to actually pull the plug on someone who's not performing at the level that we need them to, whether that be emotional intelligence issues where they don't get along with people, whether it be just plain job performance, maybe they're not catching on as fast as you would like them to, any of those types of things that come up, we start to get into a situation where... As someone underperforms, we start to think, gosh, is this person the right fit? Is this person going to make it? You know, Is it time to maybe consider the fact that this person isn't the end-all, be-all solution that I hope that they would be? The, the first thing that I want to say around this is that your poor performers, you're only as good as your weakest link. And so... We can get rid of that weakest link for sure, and maybe we will. But the reality is is that you hired this person, and you hired them for a reason. So what I want to do is I want to make sure that I've exhausted every possible development aspect that there is to develop, and I've explored every area that I possibly can explore before I decide to move on from an employee. I don't, I don't want to move on from an employee if I don't have to. If I can make it work, then I'm going to work very hard to make that work. And I'm going to invest the time in order to do that. So there's three simple things. This is going to be a really simple podcast today, but there's three simple things that I look for to determine if I should continue to invest in in an employee. And the first one is, do they receive criticism well? And I read a book called Necessary Endings by Henry Cloud, and I've, re- I've referenced this book before, you know, and he, he makes a, distinct, a, distinguished, a distinction between wise and foolish people. And a wise person accepts criticism or accepts feedback in a way that they really receive it. And they say, hey, there's got to be some validity to this feedback that I'm receiving. I understand what you're saying. I'm going to take ownership for what you're saying. And I'm going to make the necessary corrections to ensure that we don't have to have this conversation again. That's a wise person. And we all have these people in our life, right? Those people that, you know, we may have a sick to our stomach feeling about confronting them or having a tough conversation. And then we have the tough conversation and they're like, hey, I really appreciate you bringing that to my attention. I didn't realize that was going on. And you're like, well, gosh, I didn't expect them to receive that so well. So we all know people like this. We've all had employees and we've worked with people who've been this way as well. But then there's the flip side to this. And the flip side to this is when we confront someone and they're foolish, 
They're the type of person that doesn't receive the criticism. And in this case, I call them confrontation ninjas. This is the situation where, look, we confront their behavior and they start to say things like, well, it's not me, it's so-and-so that sucks as an employee. It's not my deal, it's their deal. Or they say things, well, they th- they say things like, well, gosh, if you would have hadn't hadn't have been such a crappy leader or a boss, we'd probably get some things done around here. You're so disorganized. Or, you know, they just make a thousand excuses for why their performance is not where they need it to be. The only person that they don't actually put into the equation is themselves. And if you have a person that's like that, that you try to give feedback to, and they just never receive the feedback, that's a person that, unfortunately, you can't do anything with. Because here's the deal. If I don't think I have a problem, if I think someone else is the problem, am I going to change my behavior? No, I'm not. I'm not going to change that behavior. So the reality is, you're going to give me some feedback. I'm not going to receive any of it. And the whole time I'm thinking, man, this jerk boss is giving me a hard time about this situation when it's not even me. He's talking to the wrong person. Or maybe he looks needs to look in the mirror, right? So we can't really do anything with that particular person. So that's step one. If they receive criticism well and they own it, you can work with that person. If they don't, it's time to cut it loose, okay? The second area is after you've confronted the situation and they've received it, do you notice that they're making an effort to do it differently? And that's what I want to see. I don't want someone to just give me lip service because we've seen people like this too. People who are kind of wolves in sheep's clothing that receive the criticism, tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these things. It's, you know, it's it's like the guy, you know, the, the young man who's like, yeah, baby, for sure. I love you. Of course, I would do anything for you. Um, then when it's time to make a commitment, they're nowhere to be found. This is the same type of a concept here with 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 a trouble employee. If if you confront them and they receive it, and you think, "Hey, all is well in in our business now. The universe has aligned. We're ready to go." But if their effort does not reflect their words, there's a problem there. So what I'm looking for number two is: Are they trying? Is their effort matching? whatever came out of their mouth when we confronted the situation in the first place. And I want to see, is this person really trying to make a concerted effort to change whatever behavior that we talked about? And this really comes down to, you know, again, allowing them to solve the problem and allowing them to come up with a solution to how they're going to fix whatever situation that they've gotten themselves into. So we've got to be, we've got to make sure that we do that when we confront the situation. And the last thing is, and this is so important, is are they improving? So I owned it. I'm trying. But the last thing is, is am I improving? Is the work that I'm doing getting better as a result of what I've said I'm going to do and what I'm trying to do? And look, the reality is, is that sometimes the person's just really not the right fit. And then we have to really examine this. uh, And and we'll talk about this here in a second. But what I want to know is, is this person getting better? Are they improving? And it doesn't have to be a quantum leap. I'm just looking for subtle, small, incremental changes and improvements that show me that this person is headed in the right direction. That's really all I want to see with an employee who's struggling. I want to know, do they care? 
Are they trying? Do they take ownership? And are they improving as a result of that? Because if they're not improving, again, now we've got to examine what we do with that particular employee. And so one of the things that we can talk about in this situation is, look, if, if the person wants to take ownership and they're trying, but they're not getting better, one of the things that comes to my mind is this person in the right position. Can I put them somewhere else that maximizes their strengths but minimizes their weaknesses. Now, this is really tough when someone has an emotional intelligence issue because typically they have a hard time working with people. And it, and it doesn't, and, and a lot of times it's not the, the clients or the patients or the customers that they have a hard time working with. It's people on their own team. And they'll come at people really hard. They're super abrasive. They say things they shouldn't. All these different things happen with an employee like that. So that becomes tough. It's like, where do I put this person? You know, it's like uh, uh, Milton from Office Space. It's like, do we put them in the basement with their red stapler and we, you know, we keep moving them into, you know, pretty soon they're in a closet, you know, so they don't interact with anyone? Well, we can't do that. But, you know, we have to look at if we have a, an employee that's really trying, they really care, they want to do better, but they're not, then I want to look at, look, am I really matching their strengths up? with the job that they're doing? Is there, a, is there a way that I can change this to better align them with something that they're really good at doing? And that's something that we have to look at. So as you're, as you're looking at, at this employee, what I'm looking for overall is up or out. I, there's no third option for mediocrity. I want people to improve or I want them to leave. And most of the time, I like to present it in a way that really it's the employee's choice. I don't necessarily need to get rid of people. A lot of times we put the pressure on them. And so, you know, you've heard me talk about is, is leading with influence soft. But the reality is, is when we hold people accountable, it makes people uncomfortable. And because we're, we're demanding that they change, we're demanding that they do something different and that they continue to push themselves. And so some people get very uncomfortable with that. They don't like it. They leave. And most of the time, if you do this right, that, that will, what will, that, that's, that will be the result. They'll either improve or they're, or, or they will get out and it, whatever situation that is, but we don't want to have a third option where someone comes in and they're a cancer and they don't do a good job. And and I just had a conversation with someone about this with an employee that had worked for them for a long time. They'd been around a long time. And this person really felt a sense of loyalty to this person. They'd really built a relationship, but the person was a cancer. And the guy says, hey, what should we do? And I said, hey, I know what you should do. What do you think you should do? And the choice was made, hey, we need to pull the plug on this particular person. It's hurting the culture of our business. And that's really the biggest thing. If I see someone who's just hurting the culture, then I, I, I can't have that happen. I either need that person to really change or I need them to leave. I can't have someone come in and infect the culture of the business. And, and one other side note, you know, someone asked me this, well, what? I don't really know that I like this person very much that I'm trying to help and develop. And the reality is, is that we don't have to like people for them to work for us. We just need them to do their job more than anything else. There were, there's plenty of people that I worked with that I couldn't stand as per, as people. I mean, I just, there's no way I would spend any more time than I had to with these particular people. Not that there was anything wrong with them. We just didn't, we didn't vibe. We didn't jibe. It just wasn't, it, it wasn't for me, but there were other employees. I love to spend time with them, totally connected with them 
and you know love to spend time with them outside of the office and things like that but some employees look you know we don't love them and that's fine my opinion of that is is that we need to have employees that that are different than us so different that maybe we don't enjoy them particularly because differences are what makes a business great i want to have a diversity of uh, of of people and backgrounds that that work in my organization, so that I can pull from that, and that you know someone that I don't like may look at a situation and a problem way differently than I do, and it may be a better approach. So I want to learn from that person, and I want to bring that person on as an asset, as long as they're willing to do the things that we need them to do. So if you don't like someone that you're trying to help coach, I get it. It's okay if you don't. But just because you don't like them doesn't mean that you need to get rid of them. That's not necessarily the criteria that I'm looking for. Again, I'm looking for, do they receive criticism? Do Are they trying? Are they giving the effort? And are they improving? Those are the three things I'm looking for. So if you've got a problem employee, if you've got someone who's an underperformer, um, take a look at that. And how have you approached this situation? Are they doing the three things that we talked about? And if they are, how can you continue to invest in that person to grow them? If they're not, it may be time for you to make a tough decision. And no one likes to make that decision, but it's a decision that's good for not only you, but also for your entire team and also for whoever is a user of your product or service as well. These things need to happen in a business from time to time. So, uh, if you want to, if you have any other questions about that, if you want to talk more about that, again, you can hit me up at newworkrevolution.com. If you want to have an in-depth conversation with me about that, fill out the business assessment on the Grow Your Business page, and I would be happy to sit down with you or talk with you over the phone and have an in-depth conversation about your team, what you can do to maximize your team and get everyone on the same page so that they're performing at the highest level possible. Again, I want to thank you for listening this week. If you like the episode, please do share it, tell other people about it, rate it, and I will talk to you again next week. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.